Welcome, everybody, back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast. Uh, I'm joined by a very special guest today. I'm joined by Claire McMullen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So today's show, we're talking about uh, infatuation, talking about uh, puppy doll love, all that sort of uh, ooey gooey goodness that you'll see uh, basically in a lot in an alarming number of relationships, both uh, young and old. But, you know, it's going to be a good time. I, I can't wait. But before we get into it, I got to plug all the places that you can receive this podcast. Of course, we are broadcasting live through Coog Radio, uh, student-run radio network here at the University of Houston. Uh, we listen, uh, we're streaming live at coogradio.com, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to recommend this podcast to anybody that you think would enjoy it, uh, please do so, because we're trying to grow the podcast, as well as... Uh, they will be up on iTunes and SoundCloud soon. Right now, they're on archive.org. And to get a link to that, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wisdom in the arts. You'll get links to episodes. We had a bonus episode last week. That was really fun. And, you know, it's just going to be a good time. So let's not waste any more time. Wisdom in the Arts episode two, uh, Puppy Dog Love. Claire. Yeah. Uh, you have been working with all types of youth for... Because you uh, graduated with a degree in education. I did. Yes. Yes. And right now you are currently working as the campus minister here at at the University of Houston. Yes, I am. So like how how long have you been working with youth? In general. Yeah, in general. I was a teacher for seven years. So I worked with elementary school kids for two years. I worked for I worked with middle school kids for five years, which is special place yeah. for people who work with middle school kids. Yeah. And uh, then I worked in uh, ministry at a parish uh, for nine years, and then this is my third year here. So that is like almost twenty years. Yeah. Of working with young people. Wow. That's amazing because I'm only twenty five. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So you were working. Of way early in your life totally which is, which is you know concerning a little bit but right. i mean you were on a mission uh, totally and and here you are totally you know? yeah yeah here yeah. i am <laughs> so uh so you have seen is it two generations no just one like one entire generation basically <laughs> yeah go through uh, go through their teenage years and uh, i'm sure that you've seen some pretty uh egregious egregious examples of infatuation and people mm. being uh all over each other both pda wise as well as just like that's all they think about and talk about yeah it, yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh I've, yeah, i yeah i saw it a lot in in middle school you know Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> because that's kind of the uh where everything starts happening right like Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I never noticed you before. I've known you since you were kindergarten. We were in kindergarten, but I never noticed you before. You know, and you kind of yeah. notice each other in middle school, kind of a thing. Um, and so you can tell who likes each other in class um, because of like you, you call on someone and they're embarrassed or something. All of a sudden, you're kind of like, "What is going on with you?" You know, now yeah. you can't answer any questions and you're beat red. You know, yeah. And then you start, and then there's kind of eyes going, and people, you know, and you, okay, mm. you uh, like Steve, yeah. Love okay. is in the air. Yeah, love is in the air. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> love is in the air. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Is is it true that uh, that when guys like girls, especially at, at the middle school age, that they will often pick on them and kind of like tease them a little bit and then as soon as you approach them about it like oh well he's doing that because he likes you immediately shut it down or like no i right. just I, is she stupid i don't like her you <laughs> absolutely know? absolutely yeah man <laughs> I, because i was totally that kid oh, okay I, I was, <laughs> that I was, was you <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i was totally that kid i was I wasn't the class clown yet. I hadn't reached my peak form in middle school. All right, still but, information. Yeah, I was, I was still the uh, the funny bone was still growing because I was actually growing as well as I just wasn't uh, wasn't quite humorous yet. So then when I would try, they'd be like, Dylan, I'm like, what are you doing? And then they'd be like, oh, it's because like he likes her. And then uh, out, out externally, I'd be like, no, like no. I no, I, but then internally, I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> I've just been exposed. I don't know how to feel about this. So, yeah. um, 
you know, we can we can say like, oh, those crazy middle schoolers and right. with with their gross relationships, but like. <laughs> We were once middle schoolers. It's true. And we once had those gross relationships. I had mine in high school. Okay. Well, yeah. And it was, look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say a name. Okay. Just because yeah. uh, respect as Absolutely. well as privacy. Right. I, I wish her well if you are the person who is listening to this. But, uh, <laughs> but hi. like, hi, hello. Uh, but it was just so like, we always hung out and we were always like, only not not like we would just stare at each other and be like no you're cute no you're cute but it it was just so it it wasn't a real i would say quote unquote adult relationship Mm. in terms of like having a good foundation and you know like talk and like having actual conversation it was very much just oh you like harry potter too like oh my gosh like you're the best you know so i didn't really get past kind of like your interests or not very rarely yeah very rarely but what about you claire did you ever have a (laughs) awkward relationship (laughs) high school middle school years yeah and even going in through college unfortunately um but (laughs) all right yeah no absolutely i'm sure i'm i'm absolutely positive that like if i had one Freshman year of college, then yeah, absolutely. It would yeah. have been. I don't know now. I mean, I would hope not. Right. But knowing <laughs> me, I don't know. We'll see. I think, you know, so it's, uh, you're a little more advanced than me because you actually had a relationship with the person uh, that you had like this puppy love infatuation with. I didn't really get to have a relationship. I didn't date when I was in middle school or high school. Oh, okay. Wah, wah. So, um, <laughs> I, was, was it a parent choice? Was it just like, <laughs> it oh, we can't allow Claire to date because... <laughs> because, yeah. whoa, watch out. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, probably a little bit of that. I was the youngest of four and I was the only girl. Oh, So, right, yeah, yeah, that probably had something to do with it. But no one yeah. really asked me out. I mean, we'll just say that. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so I hung out with a lot of... I had a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a lot of friends that were guys. Yeah. And... Uh, and I really liked them, but they didn't like me. Mm. But it was that kind of, um, that th- well, they, they were just the coolest, right? You know what I mean? Like th- they could not do uh, anything wrong and they were mm. funny, you know, yeah. just that kind of thing. I think for, for girls, it's the, uh, you laugh at everything that they say mm. uh, kind of a thing. And you, um, and you just think that everything they do is really cute. Mm. So I think for, for me, that was, there were a lot of, um, guys that were they were kind of like that or I looked forward going to that class because you know he was there and I would write um I don't know if guys really do this but uh girls would always practice writing their names as if they were married to someone you know I've heard of that <laughs> and it actually happens it I'm I'm sure it does and I did that a couple of times <laughs> see um I would just imagine dates, but like not just like oh like we would go out yeah. to dinner. I'd imagine like step by step. Yeah, like, I'm gonna pick her up. We're gonna go. We're gonna go play mini golf. We're right. gonna go uh, to church. Roll mass. We're, uh, we're gonna get some good Mexican food afterwards. It's gonna be a great evening. Right. And 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 like you spend uh, a lot a I would say a embarrassing amount of time kind of imagining this this date or marriage or right. something like right. that. And I, I think that's the thing that kind of uh, leads it towards like the infatuation, right? Because they kind of take up a lot of your uh, brain space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so for Absolutely. me, like even sometimes my grades would suffer because like I couldn't focus in class, Yeah. you know, um, yeah. because he was there. You yeah. know, kind of a thing. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For me, I couldn't focus in youth group. Oh. Because, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. Regardless, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. We, we've all been there. It's mm-hmm. just, it, it's, it's a matter of uh, admitting it and kind of owning up to it. So yeah. we've, I feel as though we've owned up to it. Yes. This, this far, it's been, it's been a good time and we've shared our stories. So now you listener are committed to listening to the rest of this podcast. Absolutely. Just because, you know, if we put ourselves on the line for you, then the least that you could do is just hear the rest. The very least. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we're going to play a quick song. This is a song from the classic movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's not from that movie, but it's a prominent 
uh, plot point. It, this is uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off You by Frankie Valli. Welcome back to the Wisdom and the Arts podcast. If you just heard that full song in its entirety, uh, congratulations. You are listening live on the air. And if not, you're listening to the podcast. But you know what? We're happy to have you. We're, we are happy to ha- have you either way. Once again, I'm joined by Clara McMullen. Thank you for staying. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last segment, we talked about infatuation, uh, brought up a few examples of our, of our own life of just, oh, um, memories. oh man, love and hormones and it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's a great time truly. Uh-huh. So, uh, now we're going to talk about more about, uh, infatuation as a concept and just, uh, what it does. And at least in my situation, uh, going back to that, to that ooey gooey relationship I had in high school, like it made me uh it made me just not see red flags in a relationship mm-hmm. and and just oh it's okay if this happens this happens this happens because because she's cute mm-hmm. and then you know like she goes to my concerts whatever i'm not a rock band but like right. symphonic band concerts <laughs> you know wow yeah i that that's commitment that is right? commitment yeah yeah that's there's something there yeah absolutely yeah. so and so you know we're talking about how like uh uh, there were boys in high school where like they could almost do nothing wrong right just because they were they were that boy yeah you yes, know yes so uh there is this sort of i guess blindness mm-hmm. so uh is there anything that you have to add on that or yeah uh sure i i think that uh <laughs> you know that the the problem is that we we forget that there's an actual person there mm. and 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 i think that the uh those because we want to be in a relationship you know we want to be loved if, you know i mean if you want to get down to it but we want to be i want to be liked <laughs> we want to be accepted you know mm. and and i think we all have kind of this uh vision of what that is like mm. uh and what we want um even people will make lists, you know, of what they're looking for. Um, and some capacity is not too, too bad, but, uh, then we kind of put that on this other person and kind of forget that they're a person and we kind of make them out to be like this, um, hologram of Mm. our, uh, inner desires or dreams, if you will, you know? And so I think that that's kind of part of the reason why if, if we were to accept, uh, or kind of see them for the person that they really are, we may kind of put that, um, our image of them in jeopardy. Yeah. And we don't really want to do that. Yeah. And I think that this is especially prevalent with the current, uh, the current generation of, I guess, dating. So like myself, uh, I'll say like twenties through to teenagers is that especially online mm. regarding like oh well if a possible uh, a possible boyfriend slash girlfriend is gonna be looking at my profile picture I might as well you know go go in this app you know edit it get rid of this this that you know and then post that and sure you'll get likes you'll probably get a few DMs uh, we all know mm-hmm. DMs yeah. <laughs> Is it is it weird hearing hearing like DMs and like hearing that people uh start talking online with uh because you grew up in a time where there was no social media, there was no there was no Tinder, there was no Instagram. Right. Is it is it weird like being on the outside being like but y'all haven't met yet? Right. You know? Uh a little bit. And we did have uh we started having uh AOL Oh, uh, yeah. you know, and so you could kind of, um, message, you know, each other kind of talk in, in that way. Um, but of course you had to know, 
um, had a contact to the person. Mm. So that was a little, you know, there was at least some personal component to it. But it is a little uh, foreign. In some way, I understand it because you can kind of, it's not easy to, there's like a vulnerability. You know, it's not easy to kind of, uh, like you're saying, like we um, kind of even want to cover ourselves up in a way mm-hmm. or make ourselves look different because it's kind of like, well, as I am, mm-hmm. you know, they won't accept me. So there, I think it's a, it's a way to kind of hide, you know, uh, and, and get to know uh, people. Uh, but it, I think it is a little bit backwards because I think that it's important to keep in mind that um, you have the, the attraction has to be there, you know, mm-hmm. it's important to have attraction, but to not let it be like the sole purpose, you know, mm-hmm. as well as, and so I think what happens with uh, kind of an online relationship, the emotion factor gets kicked up. And so then you have kind of like this issue of like emotional attachment, which can also be like an infatuation. Mm. Um, so it's not just like, uh, I'm attracted to you. Oh my gosh, this guy is so you know cool and good looking, but it can also be, I like, he makes me feel good. Mm. you know, uh, or he understands me or that kind of thing, you know? And so then, uh, that too can kind of like put it a little bit off balance and you're, you're still kind of have this, this image of, of who this person is. Mm. Yeah. So it is, it is interesting. Yeah. I think that, uh, because I've, I have been, um, I guess like on the receiving end of that in terms of, uh, in terms of, I feel compelled to uh, to kind of be the image of what she likes, oh, okay. and so then, like, I'll I won't bend myself backwards, but I'll kind of like I'll you know I'll tweak some stuff. Like, yeah, of course I'm a fan of insert musical artist that I'm totally mm-hmm. not a fan of here, or like yeah, like um whatever, and a bit because because the the uh, the feeling of being liked by someone who likes us is this uh uh i apologize Mm. the feeling of being uh liked by someone who we like and 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 we're and we're infatuated with is this sort of like oh man like like christmas yes (laughs) yeah and you're like oh this is awesome like how do i keep it that way yeah how do i keep it that way yeah that's uh, that's huge and i think you're you're touching upon something that's really important uh but it's and so what's interesting is that in each of these situations whether you're attracted to someone physically or as emotional or you're trying you're doing these things in order to um, bend if you will a little bit some of that like there's some components of that that's really good but you're mm. also not necessarily being who you really are and that's kind mm. of the problem yeah you know absolutely um, is that and I don't mean you you I just mean like you in general right <laughs> I mean <laughs> It's not like a personal session, (laughs) unless it is. Maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Claire has read a book, and I have read a book. Yes. And this book happens to be the same book. It's true. This is true. It is called uh, Men, Women, the Mystery of Love by Dr. Edward Shree. It is, I would say, a meditation Mm. on uh, uh, Pope John Paul II's Love and Responsibility Regardless of what you believe or or what you think about Catholic Church, whatever, there is some absolute truth in this book in terms of uh, people of different faiths can read it and just be kind of um, kind of it's a cliche term, but shook. Mm. And, and because like I was reading this book uh, every day, and I would get maybe four or five pages a day, mm. and then I have to put it down because you read something and you're just completely blown away but here is an excerpt from that book um you know what let's play a song okay because because i don't want to get copyright on this okay and so i'm gonna play a song as i'm reading i'm not sure that that's how copyright works but (laughs) just to be safe you know let's go with um man um have you seen lord of the rings Yes. Yes. That was my first movie with my current, well, my husband. (laughs) When we were dating. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. I meant to say now. Yeah. Well, uh, this song is, uh, is epic, but I believe that this book is epic. So here we go. 
men and women often persist in relationships that deep down they know are not good. They notice certain faults in the other person. Problems begin to surface. Anxiety and insecurity take over. They see the red flags but do nothing to end the relationship. Quote, when you're emotionally attached, one young woman explained, you focus only on the good. You overlook the problems. You're quick to make excuses for the other person. This caused great difficulties for another woman who was dating someone in college. Quote, I started seeing how he treated his family and his roommate. Then I started noticing how he was treating me. I sensed there, there were problems, but I kept telling myself, he's not that bad. He's not always like that. But if I were on the outside and saw my friend going through a relationship like that, I would have do all I could to convince her to get out of it. But I gave my heart too much too fast and I couldn't see what was really going on. He continues that this tendency to be swept away by our emotions and to avoid questions of truth is characteristic of sentimental love. We are inclined to exaggerate the value of the person we have feelings for, downplaying their faults and ignoring any problems we have in the relationship. Thank you, Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There it is. Yeah. You know, and, and I think what's interesting is that, uh, Pope John, uh, the second Pope, Pope John Paul, the second says that we do this all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not just some of the time we do this all the time. Absolutely. We know whenever we're attracted to someone. Uh, and I think that that's important for us to know <laughs> yeah. as, as human beings, you know? Um, and then it's, so it's that refusal of, cause like in order to keep, like, it's like keeping the relationship is more important than the quality of relationship, mm. you know, yeah. or like, uh, and I think another question that comes up as, as well is, uh, in a way to combat that, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, but like the question of, is it really so, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you, uh, Lord of the Rings, that was your first date yes. with your husband. Yes. So you are married and which, I uh, uh, let's say that, it, that it was a successful relationship. You okay. all are married. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's always yes. a good sign. Yes. So, uh, was that sense of infatuation there in in that relationship? Because you know, like y'all are married now mm -hmm. for for several years, and uh, like, was infatuation there? And if it was, how did you, uh, kind of, I would say, combat that? That's a good question. Uh, so we've been married for fourteen years, and uh, we have um, <laughs> an interesting story because we met. Uh, through a young adult group, and I, my, I probably experienced my infatuation up front, mm -hmm. if you will, um, because he uh, was a little bit older. I didn't know how much until later, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, he just he had um, he could cook. He had knowledge oh. of wine. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just yeah. So I. I even the first time I met him, we uh, had a my, my friend and I went to a young adult gathering, and then if it didn't go well, we had a backup plan, and so the backup plan was this party my friend was throwing, and so we we went to both, you know, and we went to my friend's party, and I walked in, and I was like, I met the man I'm going to marry tonight, mm -hmm. and yeah, right, yeah, wow, most definitely, but he just, uh, I yeah, so I think, but my infatuation with him was just that he just knew so much and he was smart and I was attracted to him, of course, you know, and, um, but it kind of faded because <laughs> we made these, uh, three, uh, they weren't dates, but, uh, to meet up, uh, so that he could train, he's a professionally trained uh, photographer. And so he's going to train me how to use SLRs. This was back when I was teaching yearbook and he stood me up three times. I don't know if you can say stood me up cause I'm really a date, but either way, uh, wrong. Well, I <laughs> I tell my friends that if he if he stands you up or flicks on you twice, yeah, that's a no go. Right, three times, three times, three times. Yeah, and so that kind of put it. Uh, and then he would say something sometimes where it, so I think that kind of helped. But then we got back together. Well, we got together. <laughs> we started uh, becoming friends and again and spending time together, and we eventually dated. But uh, I think along the way, there's always kind of a uh, risk 
if you will, of infatuation. Like it, it kind of just happens because it is so natural. Mm-hmm. And we do have these desires of getting married or being in a relationship and being loved and being liked. And, and that's there. And so I think it's just kind of, it just takes a little bit sometimes to filter through all of it. So I think that part of it, like how to avoid it is hard to answer because again, it's very natural. And so I think that the first part is to, to know that this takes place. Mm-hmm. that this is this is natural you know and and to kind of recognize it as such um and and to kind of say okay uh i'm kind of feeling this way about this person so uh i can't stop thinking about this person i came and study i kind of need to think about this a little bit like maybe i need to st- take a step back kind of a thing and uh, so i think being aware like having awareness of it of what's going on is really helpful to kind of at least keep it in check and so i think that's the best that we can do is to keep it in check because i don't know that we can actually avoid it and trying to avoid it might make it worse uh and or kind of uh put us in like a um a place of where there's almost like like a fear of relationship can kind of develop but i think that the main thing is to find out more about the person get to know the person um, because then some things are going to happen. Conversations are going to happen that you start to realize kind of like what you read, you know, like you see things and then you start to kind of realize like, okay, and you have to make that, that be part of that process of like, is this someone that I uh, want to be with? Are we a good match? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of a thing. And then there's sometimes where you come across these conversations. You're like, really? You believe that? (laughs) Because we assume things about people. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that along the way through conversation and getting to know each other, then it answers that question. Like, is it really so? Is this person really who I think they are? You know, not just, you know, like what I've made them to be, that kind of thing. But who is this person and what are their interests? Yeah. Yeah. Which which goes back to uh, the whole like infatuation and because of that, feeling the need to be someone that you're not. Yeah. And and then the other relationship eventually the other person's going to figure out like, Oh, what do you mean? You're not into, you're not into this or you're not into that. Or, or you being like, Oh, well, you know, you told me that you really enjoyed country music, but right. then you don't want to go to this Garth Brooks concert or right. whatever y- your situation entails. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it is three thirty, which means it's time for an ad sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the chocolate room. Live Nation. Live Nation is your golden ticket. See what I did there? your golden ticket to the hottest concerts in Houston. Go to www.livenation.com to look at the local concert calendar and keep listening to Coog Radio for ticket giveaways to shows at venues like Hold Your Breath, Make a Wish. Not that one. Count to three. Or not that one either. Come with me and you'll be Concert venues like the House of Blues and the Revention Music Center. Both great places to go see a concert. Have you been to either? I've been to Revention Center. Is it nice? Yeah. Yeah. Courtesy of Live Nation. <laughs> One Nation Under Music. Thank you, Live Nation. Thank you, Gene Wilder. For... I need to talk about this real quick. This okay. is nothing related to infatuation, <laughs> okay. but... You've seen the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolute masterpiece. Yes. I think so. Yes. Have you seen the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The uh, one with I've Johnny seen Depp? parts of the, it. Good. It, it, it is... Uh, it is it, it's disturbing. Not only is it a disgrace <laughs> to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's just not a good movie. Like, it, as much as I love Johnny Depp, he, he tries too hard, and it's not good. And for myself, you know, the... The original was something that I watched all the time mm. growing up. And so then to have that disgrace of cinema have that same title, why? You know? 
Yeah, there's a bit of, uh, you know, uh, the original is uh, obtuse and intriguing. Yeah. You know, like there is, there's a, there, it already had, like, just the story needs to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that would happen with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Like, they, yeah, I think they just tried too hard. Yeah. And you just can't overdo it. Yeah. You know? I mean, they, they had a tough, tough act to follow. But don't do that. Right. Do something else. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, was, uh, we were talking about biggest musical crushes, um, Hmm. earlier. Uh, and one that you said was who, who again did you say was your big, uh, Michael Jackson. Yes, that's right. That's right. And my mom likewise had a crush on Michael Jackson, but you know who she really had a crush on? Who? Donnie Osmond. Oh yeah. Was he a, a big heartthrob for you as well? Uh, he was a little bit before me. Yeah. Uh, and I can see how I can see how he would be. Yeah. Because uh, he's he's a good-looking guy. He is absolutely. Very talented. Absolutely. So here is "Puppy Love" by Donny Osmond. Welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through Coog Radio. This is a game that, uh, by the way, Claire McMullen is still with us. Thank hey. You. Thank you for staying here. Thank you. Uh, this game is something that I'm very excited for. It's, it's time. Most people listening will not know the show that this is from. And that's sad. <laughs> this is not the newlywed game, because that's a trademark. Right. This is the newly met game. Ah, this I see is, what you did there. This is going to be, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, uh, we're going to analyze three different couples across the world of entertainment and discuss which one is the worst. <laughs> Probably as a relationship, but specifically, which was the worst case of, of puppy love? Okay. So, um, here we go. You know? Are you excited? I am excited. You know, I would say, uh, is the audience excited? But I don't believe that they know what's going on. So, why wouldn't they be excited? Yeah. Right? <clears throat> couple number... <laughs> okay. Um, couple number one. This uh, this couple is often praised as uh, the greatest love story ever told and the greatest playwright ever known. Uh, this is from William Shakespeare. Mm. This is Romeo Montague and Juliet Capulet. Now, uh, I'm sure that you know where this couple is from. Mm-hmm. It's from the famous play, <clears throat> King Lear. Um, I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> I just got to go along with yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I just want people to be to be listening, like, casually. And yeah. they'll be like, yeah, like, King Lear, of course, of course. Right. But, what did he um, say? Uh, Romeo Montague, Juliet Capulet. Uh, this is, I would say, the uh, the most famous example of, of love gone wrong. And it's something that they... This relationship starts... Um, I would say almost like innocently enough, you know, uh, Romeo is, is heartbroken because this girl won't, won't like him back. And then all of a sudden at the party, Juliet yeah. shows up yeah, and he's, he's game over after that. Right. You know? Right. Uh, were you, have you seen the 1990, I believe it's five remake of Romeo and Juliet yeah like, actually that was I was gonna ask like which which Romeo and Juliet movie are you I I mean so the, is this the Leonardo DiCaprio absolutely. and Claire absolutely. Danes absolutely I okay. think so just because 
right, talk about like the essence of infatuation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. ninety five Leo was. Yeah, because the, you know, so many girls were infatuated with him, and they probably only saw that because of him. yeah, yeah. And, I mean, girls still are, and like he's a very attractive man. Sure, uh, absolutely sure. right. And, and, but this is not a relationship that anyone should follow, right? If if, if you ask me, at least, uh, this. Uh, how, I can, how long do they know each other? I believe it's three days. Yeah. Okay. I well, actually, um, it's like Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna fall in love and die, uh, within a matter of a long weekend. Uh, how long did Romeo and Juliet know each other? Um, knew each other before they died. A little more than four days. Okay. And they knew each other for less than twenty four hours before they got married. Right. Which is, uh, I've heard of. A fast relationship but that's that's quick that's really quick you know yeah how long did it take before well because your husband stood you up several times he, so y'all knew each other <laughs> before, before he was my husband yes he stood me up. So, yeah so so how long did y'all know each other before you got married we knew each other for about two years maybe okay. two and a half years yeah uh, because there was, well, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, there was, there was a relationship in between <laughs> for both of us. We probably knew each other. Yeah. Maybe it was closer to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, and then, and then you date. And, but dating is crucial. Yeah. Dating is your like, yeah, hey. because that's how you get to know each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we actually, we were, this is what I highly recommend. I didn't plan it this way, but I highly recommend it to other people. We were friends first, like good yeah. friends. Yeah. And, uh, and we, and so there was kind of like this courting period again, we didn't plan it. So some people will kind of talk about like being specific with their dating and okay. Yeah. But, uh, we really got to know each other in that part yeah. because we could see each other and friend, you know, as friends. And side note, my husband always says, if you want to know how someone really is when you're out on a date, then you watch how they treat the waiter or the waitress. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Because they'll be treating you that way in a couple of months. I'll say this. Okay. Someone who doesn't care about the people around them. Yeah. In this relationship. Yeah. Romeo. Romeo Montague. doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, this is a quote from uh, the human fiction.wordpress.com. Quote, having no practical experience in the world of relationships he protects his desire to love onto whatever beautiful woman he meets. As Friar Lawrence tells him, quote, young men's love then lies, not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes, end quote. In the beginning of the story, we find him s- spending his days depressed, quote, adding to clouds more to clouds with his deep sighs, end quote, because Rosaline didn't return his love. In other words, his life doesn't compare to the storybook romances that he tries to emulate. Enter Juliet. Oh. So that's part one we're already yeah yeah already yeah because this is just kind of like insert attractive girl yes yeah which is never okay no absolutely not yeah and but juliet oh honey honey she's bad um well she's she is unknowing i think and i think that both of them are kind of unknowing you know like they don't really know what they're doing Okay. Right? Can we yeah. say that? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, with uh, with Juliet, this this website reads, with the dull, sheltered life she she leads, it's no wonder she expresses herself with the metaphor of a caged bird in the famous balcony scene. You know the scene. Oh, yes. And if you don't know it, watch the movie or read the play. Either or. Right. Um. She continues, with this in mind, it's no surprise that Romeo's passion completely overwhelms her. One taste of danger and excitement, and her reason flies out the window. Right. It's it's not good. Right. I it's, mean, then you have like yeah. that that combination of the the caged bird wanting freedom, yes. quote unquote. You know, yes. and feeling like that. You know, now is an opportunity to you know, like, hey, I'm gonna spend time. I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this guy. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. But but uh, with with Romeo, Romeo. Sure, he's attractive. Sure, it's 95 Leo, but he's this escape. 
right and like and, and like he's your chance of freedom and then she is she kind of places that idea upon him and right it's like, oh well well i'm in love with him right like, and we don't know what he does right? yeah like how much you know not like how much money does he make but you know can he take care of business yeah you know you know like, it, it, what kind of person is he you knew like your husband was a cook like wine, yeah. wine connoisseur yeah they knew what exactly right. right like they 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 talked about how cute they were dreamy dreamy they got married yeah Which, by the way friar lawrence yeah what what's up you, with that yeah what yeah. are you doing you're just gonna you know no 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 pre-marriage meetings or right. anything like that right but whatever so that is romeo and juliet okay. now that that's pretty bad agree yeah it's bad okay but contestant two Once again, starting, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, this is Rose DeWitt Walker and Jack Dawson from the classic movie Titanic. Mm. Now, people often say Titanic is a great movie, and yeah, it is. It's uh, For its time and the CGI with the ship, it just blew people away. But there is very much that story that same sense of uh, escapism in terms of Rose is living this life with mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, prestigious and uh, snobby people. Right. And then Jack is this actual human being. No, not yeah, Jack. Jack is this actual human being who, uh, who, you know, sure is from a, a different part of the ship, but right. that doesn't, but she kind of is allured by that in, mm-hmm. in terms of like, mm-hmm. oh, there is this freedom where, I, you know, I don't have to wear these elegant gowns. I don't have to have these fancy dinners. I can dance right. on a table. You right. Know? Yeah. And I think with, with that part, because so we have a caged bird again. Yeah. So I think Leonardo Ca- DiCaprio frees women. I think that's what we've learned from that. Mm. But um, the, so she's, she has their expectations, you know, to live up to, I'm sure. And she's also uh, engaged to be married. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And Juliet was uh, a child who was going to be in an arranged marriage. Right. But still. Yeah. Like Ro- uh, Rose was, quote, quote, in love mm-hmm. with uh, the dude, which that relationship right. probably wasn't going uh, going anywhere quick right. either. Right. But this isn't great either yeah you know yeah yeah because i think yeah it's the like i'm gonna find myself in someone else kind of a thing or someone else is going to give me uh what i i want and that's a lot to hang on someone else you know i mean that's a lot to put on put on jack because ultimately she's really just kind of using him to get free Mm. you know absolutely you know uh people did the math and the history and on friday april 12th the titanic set sail from uh southampton yeah and monday april 15th the ship sinks so that's three days three days three days okay and a day less a, a day less granted they don't get married no and um the the end is not of their own doing with uh right. because the ship hits the iceberg and romeo and juliet Take she, it on their own. She fakes death. Yeah. He sees it. He kills himself. Yeah. She sees him. She kills, kills herself. herself. By the way, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> give her like yeah. 15 minutes. You know, it's it, it's a bad situation. But yeah, it is a bad situation. Whatever. Right. So, uh, you know, Rose is this escaped bird, whatever. But Jack is this, this kind of... Um, I would say an almost wild card in terms mm-hmm. of like he like he just kind of stumbles into the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very much like, oh, I'm going to talk to this girl who's about to jump off the ship. Yeah. And now we're in love. Right. And I'm not saying that you have to pursue every relationship with like with with clear intentions, like before you even meet, mm. like you're staring at a girl across the room. You're like, yeah. I'm going to marry her right. without even talking to her. Right. But you also have to be, you know, step back a minute. Step back a minute. You know? Yes. You know? Right. I told good morning to the woman who was working at the cafeteria. 
that's it. Well, in three days. And three, I I don't know where I'm gonna be in three days. Right. I might be dead from from drowning. Right. I might be dead because I stabbed myself. I could be married to her. Wow. And I hope none of those three. These are wild options. She's a lovely lady. Yeah, you could be studying in three days. I. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? So, here we go. The time has come. Which relationship is worse? Romeo and Juliet or Rose and Jack? And by worse, we mean more... More puppy love. More puppy love. Yeah. More infatuation kind of a thing. I would say probably... Let me let me pull up some okay. uh, some music for this. This is this is honestly a tough choice because yeah because uh, going into this I was like oh Romeo and Juliet but but, now, but Titanic is like this is a more established time yeah and um, Romeo and Juliet don't have really good good role models yeah because they like hang out with like the wrong crowd but like Juliet's parents seem to be in a happy relationship. Sure. And Jack is surrounded by like his bros that I feel as though would call him out. Mm-hmm. But he's just so obsessed with her. Right. That. And I think she, I think Rose enjoys being obsessed with. Mm. You know? Yeah. So. Hmm. I think the situation is that because. Hmm. thinking music on because I was thinking you know I was about to say that because Romeo and Juliet were willing to die for each other but it really wasn't that that wasn't really the conversation necessarily I mean it became that but it wasn't like a premeditated kind Mm. of thing right absolutely yeah absolutely so it was just a bunch of mistakes and 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 timings that kind of calculated right this thing that's really tough because yeah because they can't see uh they don't have any foresight because they're so obsessed with each other right and they can't think of anything besides each other Mm. but jack and rose are also guilty of that they're also guilty and (laughs) right and say what you want about rose like after the titanic (laughs) but she seems to be okay you know she remarries she has a kid. Mm. She ends like up that. being okay, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 And sure, like, part of her heart still might be at the bottom of the ocean. Her heart will go on. Nailed it. <laughs> um, but she, she's okay. Right. And you I think, know? yeah. So I think that in some ways that we could use the Titanic as a good example of kind of like, you know, really wait a little bit yeah you know absolutely let this all work out don't jump in head first Mm -hmm. so Romeo and Juliet get married yeah so they kind of make a huge life decision within within 24 hours based on their feelings are you locking in (laughs) Romeo and Juliet as your answer I say yes. I agree. Okay. Perfect. Well, there is no correct. You know what? I'm going to pull up some correct answer music. Because, oh, okay. because I think that was the correct answer. You think it was the correct answer? Yeah. I think we did really, yeah. I just think that young Leonardo DiCaprio, regardless of what movie he's in, mm-hmm. it's just not a good situation. <laughs> Obviously, we've seen it. You know, he's z- zero for two. And then you look at his other movies, Django and Jane, he's a slave owner. Mm. That's a that's a hard zero for three right there. Right. The Revenant, there's, I believe there's no feeling on that. I haven't seen it. Right. But you know what? I'll take that back. Okay. It's just Inception. Yeah. He's so obsessed with science that his wife, you know, killed herself. It's just, mm. you don't want to be in any realm, fictional or non-fictional. So are we are we saying that Leonardo DiCaprio is the problem? <laughs> that is the correct answer. Congratulations, Claire McMullen. You just won one million dollars, but 
uh, because we are a, a public school oh. and we're on a, a public school budget, I have a Nature Valley granola bar inside my backpack that oh, I'd be more than happy to give you. From your backpack? Yes. I'll take it as long as it's gluten-free. Oh. I'm not sure it is. No, it's Well, okay. <laughs> that's disappointing. But yeah. um, anyways, this was fun. It was fun. Claire, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Thanks for inviting I, me. I hope that you, listener, enjoyed it as well. Thank you for tuning in. This one got a little weird, but I'm happy. This was just good. It was solid. It was a great time. Talked about some hardcore analysis yep. between two, uh, I would say, great movies. Yes. Not fantastic. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Uh, if you want to share this podcast with anyone or get any updates about future episodes, be sure to like facebook.com slash wisdom in the arts. I'm going to try and have this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud soon. No promises because life is busy. But Claire, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, I'm going to play uh, one more song to take us out. And this song, you have two kids. Correct. I don't have any kids, no. You don't have any kids? I, no, I have, do- I have a dog. Okay. Well, do- <laughs> who was your dog's biggest crush growing <laughs> musical crush growing up? My dog's musical crush? Yeah. My dog didn't have a musical crush, but mm. my dog did have a crush on uh, a young man that used to live with us. Mm. So there you go, Brian. She had a huge crush on Brian. And that, <laughs> you know, whatever. He sang. For uh, for my generation, uh, I asked some uh, my friends on Twitter who was the biggest musical crush of, of my generation. I, I was expecting One Direction. Mm-hmm. I was expecting maybe Bieber. The Jonas Brothers took it by storm. Really? I think they won like 56% okay. of the whole poll. And I was like, whoa. Like, here we go. Here I, we I go. mean, g- sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so then I asked them, okay, like, what's the best Jonas Brothers song? Mm. And uh, I had all the hits on, but then someone, some people were like, you better play this song because it's the best song without a doubt. And I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, I wouldn't say terrified. Okay. But I was just surprised. That, that this was the winner. But regardless, uh, here is Mandy by the Jonas Brothers.